0: Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Wednesday the 16th. We've got a pop-up episode with uh, from FSU track, Lauren Ryan. Um, TJ Pittenger, Richie Barnes back with you guys again. And Lauren, we appreciate you for hanging out. How are you doing today?
1: Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, we appreciate you accommodating. We'll get to it in a minute, but you're on the other side of the world right now um, competing (laughs) at the World Indoor Championships. So I know the time zones make... Things a little bit more diff- difficult so we appreciate you kind of working with us on that hopefully we're not taking you away from anything too exciting or too fun um oh, at the championships um <laughs> so we were talking a little bit um as we got started haven't had guthries we've got it we almost have to challenge you to have guthries when you get back home or get <laughs> back to the states um but we were talking what's your favorite guthrie's is like the most like all right. They they pay us, right? Like they sponsor the show. But it's not the most. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't say to do that in season. Maybe maybe save that for out of season. Um, what's maybe. your what are your what's like your go to food spot in Tallahassee?
1: I'd say Vale. Vale's really kind of my go to choice. I would say my favorite food in general is like smoothie balls. So I kind of it's a kind of easy place to go after training, especially when it's hot in Tallahassee. It's kind of a nice place to chill out and just hang out with my teammates and friends and yeah. Yeah, we get something kind of healthy to eat. So it's a good in-between. Much,
0: yeah, much different than uh Guthrie's, which is like fried chicken and French fries and things like that. So
1: it's definitely yeah. something I have to try before I wrap my time off at FSU. So
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, now you challenge, challenge me to, to do it,
1: it soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you seem like a person that like will not back down from a challenge. Um speaking of that, that's a good transition. Um Named an All-American at the 3,000 meter at the NCAAs this past week. How, you know, how much did that mean to you? How much – talk to us about the, just the experience at the NCAAs and to, you know, finish a, a pretty great season, uh, not mm-hmm. only for yourself but for FSU track in general um, with that honor.
1: I mean, it was my first track nationals for co- like my collegiate time. I am a fifth year, so it's taken five years to um, earn my spot at the national championships. Um Yeah, I mean, it was really exciting. I had a great season leading into it. I ran 847 out in Boston early in the season to um, qualify me for indoor nationals and for the world championships um, that I'm currently at right now. Um, That 847 placed me number four all time in the NCAA history and number one um, this year. Um, So obviously, you know, going into the championships, having not been there at all, and then kind of going in at number one seed and um having what I run it kind of you know had some sort of expectation and um yeah I kind of just carried expectation going to the championships of course you know I went into it you know gunning for the win and that was kind of the goal um going in you know those things don't necessarily always go to plan um so yeah no I came out of the championships fourth it was my first all-american as you mentioned so of course kind of taking that off the list was really exciting um distance running is kind of one of those things that tactics actually plays a really big part in it. Um, you know, sometimes you go into a race and you can be number one. It does not necessarily mean you'll be number one. Um, uh, anything can happen, happen in championship racing. And I think, you know, I executed the race as well as I could have. I put myself in a great position the whole time. Um, you know, sadly when that move was made and it was a really aggressive move by Taylor Roo, um, from Oklahoma state, that I was boxed in and I kind of couldn't get out. And it was kind of one of those decisions. Do I wait? Do I go? Um, eventually got out and, you know, just kind of didn't have the legs in the end. Um, I kind of struggled coming back from getting COVID four weeks ago. And that mm. probably played a little bit into like my confidence going into the race, um, you know, which always doesn't help. I was kind of finding it difficult to breathe when I was racing at conference championships, just before NCAs. Um you know, going into NCAAs, I felt great. I felt like I recovered well and I, you know, things had kind of progressed back to how I was feeling in Boston when I ran um, 847. So I was, you know, excited to be there. It's a great experience. The NCAA is kind of the best it's ever been. It's exciting. You know, so many, you know, NCAA records have been broken. It was the hardest year to make nationals in terms of qualifying standards, you know, where they normally are in the ranking system. Um, So again, it was exciting to be a part of it. I'm excited to see, you know, what I can do going on to outdoor season and, you know, FSU's had a great indoor season. You know, we had Trey coming out national champion we had yeah. Adrian also plays for, so it's just exciting to kind of be a part of that team culture and, you know, compete wearing FSU on my chest.
0: Yeah. What, uh I mean, you, and you know, not only your success at, at the NCAAs this year, but several things, right? 2021 mm-hmm. cross country, all American this year, first team, all ECC. you hold several, records at FSU you you talked about some of the other accomplishments that you've had this year what i know your career's not over you're looking forward to the, <laughs> the indoor season here but yeah. what are, is there anything that is there anything that like kind of stands out more than like are there any achievements or is it one or a couple or what like what stands out the most to you when you look back over your not completed but career so far
1: <laughs> um i would say Running 8.47 in Boston, Um, it wasn't a championship race, but for me, I had a really successful um, summer racing season back home in Australia during COVID. And when I returned to the US um, May last year, I was chasing the Olympic standard and I ran 8.54 outdoors in the 3K. Um, I placed fourth at our Olympic trials in the 1500 and fourth in the Olympic trials in the 10K. And, it, you know, doing those things at home were great and all, but, you know, actually doing something like that in the NCAA system was kind of really exciting to kind of actually transition those races that I had done back home and those times that I had achieved in the NCAA system. So, yeah, 850, 8.54 outdoors was where I was. So I think, like, running 8.47 indoors for me wasn't so much a shock just because I had a really successful outdoor season leading into this indoor season. Um, But yeah, I mean, 847 was kind of, it was one of those things that I knew I was in really great shape comparing what I had done last year in terms of training to what I was doing then. Um, So yeah, I mean, I went into Boston knowing and feeling confident that I could run sub 850. I just didn't know if that would happen. Um, You know, sometimes, you know, you don't really actually transitioning training into a race, you know, that to actually do that was really exciting. And Um, you know having a great weekend you know Adrian also running the school record and you know running an NCAA um, lead and all-time mark as well was really exciting so I think that weekend was kind of a highlight of my collegiate career so far Um, yeah I'd say that was probably my biggest standout race of the season Um, and so far in my career other than the racing that I did this summer and being fourth at the Olympic trials over two events I would say that those kind of three would be my My highlights. um, Yeah. I mean, obviously 847 was kind of a, it was a shock to me that how how much I went under 850. It was an ACC record. It was a school record. It was a world indoor standard. Uh, I feel like I kind of ticked all the boxes in that race. Everything kind of fell into place. So that was exciting. Um, Yeah. And then obviously having Adrian and Ahmed both run really well that weekend, it was just an exciting weekend to be a part of um, FSU for sure.
0: Awesome. No, good stuff. Um, For those that don't know, that's in the 3000 meter, for uh, those that also don't know, which I didn't. So I did a quick conversion. <laughs> that's just under two miles. So 1.86 mm-hmm. and change, right? That's mm-hmm. like perfect conversion, but just under two miles in uh, not a lot of time. Like you're, you're <laughs> scooting there, you're moving. So, um, all right. Last one, then I'll hand this back off to Richie. Just talk to mm-hmm. us about running in general. Like, I mean, obviously you're good at it. Like you're good at running, <laughs> but like, how, <laughs> we're not like breaking any news there, but how much of, Like how much do you, I mean, you love it, right? Because you're good at it and we typically like the things that we're good at or, you know, for the most part, right? But like, how much do you run to like train? How much do you run just because you love it? How much, like, what's a typical week look like for you? I don't know. Just talk to us about like running in general and kind of like, I don't know. I asked you a lot there and that's a very loaded question, but talk to me about (laughs) that just in general
1: to me is kind of a lifestyle like it sounds crazy because I was actually having this conversation with um one of the coaches over the weekend and Jared he's um on the men's side he kind of works with um operations and that kind of thing so yeah we were having this conversation and we were like running is just a lifestyle I mean especially being a distance runner it's something that kind of controls and influences your whole life you know every single day it's not it's not like you play a basketball game and you play the game, you're there for an hour and you can switch off, you know what I mean? Or you have, you know, practice, you know, once a day or whatnot, or, you know, it's only like that one season, those few months kind of thing. That's where your competition is. But for distance running, it's actually an all year round sport. Um, So it's not like you can just go on a holiday and switch off for a week or two or that kind of thing. Like it's, it's all day, every day, um, twenty you know, 24 um, seven. Yeah. So for me, a typical week would kind of involve three workouts, um, which depending on kind of racing or um, how my week falls. Um, typically I would say my workout days are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and that's intervals, repeats on the track, um, out on a trail or a tempo kind of effort. And then, the other days the week, are usually easy runs um, can go up to probably 70 minutes. And then I do one long run a week, which will be around 14 to 15 miles. Uh, my week typical week would kind of cap out at 70, 72 miles a week around there about um, give or take in terms of racing and where the season is going. Um, yeah. In, including that we'd probably do two to three weight sessions a week. um. Uh, some days I also am running twice a day. So it, it is it is really a lifestyle. I mean, I was saying to my parents, like they want to come and watch me race and they want to be in the US. And, um, you know, my family is so supportive and 100% there for me every day. And, you know, always wanting to, you know, offer their support and be there. And like, they want me to spend time with them, but it's really difficult because they're like, oh, let's go on a holiday here to Hawaii or something like that. And it's just like, I can't really just pack my bags and go to Hawaii on a holiday with my family, you know what I mean? And enjoy it like a holiday it is it's really hard to kind of, you know, find that balance in terms of like the people that you surround yourself around. Um, You know, it's great being on a team because everyone's on the same page and understands what we're going through every single day. And, you know, when you kind of have to make those sacrifices, you know, like, look, you know, I can't go to this birthday party tonight or look, I can't be up late. It's, you know what I mean? You've got training the next day. It's a constant reminder in the back of your head that if you're not doing it and, you know, you're doing those things that kind of could set you back in terms of, sleep and recovery, it's kind of playing in your mind. Are my competitors doing this? What are my competitors doing? You know what I mean? Are they doing the right thing? It's yeah. its a vicious cycle of, you know, making sure that you're doing the right things and you hold yourself 100% accountable. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, it sounds like when I say all this, it's like a chore, but it's, you know what I mean? When you love it and you surround yourself with people that are like-minded and, you know, a lot of my friends back home and here in the US are runners. So, you know, when we're going out for an easy run and that's like those sort of things, it becomes very social, you know what I mean. You're out with your yeah. friends, going for an easy run, having a chat, having a laugh, and then you know you might go out for brunch after that or whatnot. So, it is very sociable. It's very fun, especially when a lot of your friends are doing it and that kind of thing. It, it's exciting, you know. It's ex- exciting to be around people that are like minded and you know, kind of all working towards the same goal and pushing each other. It, it it's a community. It's a it's a family. You know, it's it's yeah. exciting. It's fun, and it's also work at the same time. You know what I mean. You want to show up to work and enjoy your day and have fun and, you know, make it, yeah, make it as an enjoyable experience as you can.
0: Yeah. And Lauren, you're from Melbourne, Australia, right? So mm-hmm. when did you realize that running could potentially get you to the United States uh, on a college scholarship? And was that always a goal to come over and play in the United States or run, excuse me?
1: Um, It was something that, I kind of thought about in my last year of high school, I would say like I was pretty late in terms of starting athletics and track and field. It was something I'd always done in school, but not necessarily I'd taken seriously. I was playing basketball, I was playing tennis, I was swimming I was you know just a very active kid who enjoyed school and um kind of loved you know being being on a competitive sporting team and you know just having fun with it. Um, my family was very sporty and those kind of things, but it wasn't until I'd say. Grade 10. Um, so, three years out from graduating, no, yeah, three years out from leaving high school, that I had kind of taken that step in focusing on track and field. I'd never done little athletics or anything like that. Um, so, I kind of fell in love with the sport just through school. Um, I connected with my high school coach, who was my coach outside of high school. And from then, things kind of progressed really quickly. And I ended up representing Australia three times before I graduated high school. Um, And it wasn't until I kind of made that third team which was for track and field at the world under 20 championships in Poland that I was um kind of introduced to the whole idea of going to college for running um a lot of college coaches were out there at those championships and kind of introduced themselves to me and gave me information and it wasn't and that was halfway through my final year at school um yeah. So that was kind of when I was introduced to the idea of it, I obviously did a bunch of research and then it sounded like something that I couldn't turn down. I mean, going to college running in a system that was a hundred percent supported, paid for um, whilst obtaining a collegiate degree. I, I felt like this was definitely the place for me to thrive. I also went to boarding school at home. So um, coming over to the U S was something like that wouldn't have been so difficult in terms of like leaving my family. Cause I'd already done that during high school and, um, so yeah, it was something that I was really excited about. Uh, You know, looked at my options and, you know, FSU came into play and it was something that I was really excited about. One of my training partners back home at the time, Lyndon Hall, who's actually an FSU alumni, um, couldn't have spoken more highly of FSU. Um, She was kind of pushing me to go there and I, you know, met Coach Kelly and connected and I fell in love with the place. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's, you know, kind of the journey that kind of took me over here. I was interested and yeah, here I am five years later and I'm still in college and, um, yeah, loving it. And I couldn't, you know, suggest it more to anyone who is looking to go to college. It's a great experience. I feel like Australia, um, in terms of track and field, it's kind of, it's a really hard system to bridge between being a junior athlete in terms of like under twenties and to making a senior team. Um, myself right now is my first senior team that I've been on. It's taken, five years of being at college and almost a year out of high school. So I graduated high school in 2016 and it's now 2022. Um, So college was really good, like bridging gap for that. And it's something that I'm so excited to be a part of. Um, Yeah, I've had a great experience. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, what brought me over here was kind of the initial idea back in 2016. And yeah,
0: yeah, and you you originally went to Villanova. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned Coach Kelly; she recruited you out of high school, but you did end up at Villanova first um, for mm-hmm. a few years. What was the culture shock like moving from uh, Australia to Pennsylvania? Um, and then, <laughs> uh, you know, we do a lot of transfer portal talk on here uh, with football mainly, but you um, your product of the transfer portal. How did that process work for you to eventually find your way home to Florida State?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I so I did two years at Villanova. Um, loved the two years that I was there. It just really wasn't the place for me in terms of being able to succeed athletically. I just wanted to make a different decision. Um, so yeah, it was probably halfway through my sophomore year. I realized that, you know, for me to reach the goals that I had set out coming to college that I, you know, needed to enter the transfer portal and, you know, find a place for me. And at that point in time, I knew that if I were to go anywhere, anywhere else, it would want to be FSU. Um, I knew some people on the team actually so that you know really helped Morty Skyring another fellow Australian um, had really succeeded under Kelly's program Jacob Holmes I'd also met him he's a New Zealander I met him at um, the World Cross Country Championships in 2016 so I you know had some connections to FSU Um, I didn't even look anywhere else I knew that if I wanted to go somewhere it was FSU so I went in the transfer portal and Um, As soon as I went there, I was able to speak to Coach Kelly and I reached out to her and she was excited to hear from me. Um, And yeah, she was 100% in. She was like, Yep, you can come to FSU. Like, I'll send you the papers. And I was so excited. And within 24 hours of going in the portal, I had signed to transfer to FSU. Um, Best decision I've made. Um, Fortunately, I've been able to achieve the things I have since coming to FSU. So um, yeah, it's been exciting. The culture shock in terms of coming from Australia, US, I would say like, it's different, but at the same time, like Australia being an English speaking language and same with the US, I feel like that made it um, just that much easier. Everyone, everyone's kind of on the same page. I feel like, you know, the UK, especially Australia and America are kind of very similar. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's exciting and I'm stoked to be at FSU.
0: Um was there a little bit of culture shock with Tallahassee though? Cause Tallahassee is a very different place <laughs> than, <laughs> than maybe Pennsylvania or, um, <laughs> so, I mean, we like Tallahassee, so we're not like, you know, crapping on it, but Tallahassee is different. I love,
1: right? No, I do love Tallahassee. The weather is great. The weather is I was very say That's better than Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, the weather is literally the same as Australia. Apart from our summer, is probably more like dry heat rather than humid heat. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of that, it's very similar. But, culture shock i would say i don't know i feel like it's been so long since i came to america i feel like it's kind of just like so normalized to me right now yeah um like even when i i like just got a massage a little bit before and um some of the australian guys were there and they're like oh my gosh you sound so american and i'm like no i swear i'm still australian because everyone in america (laughs) is like you sound so australian i'm like uh i don't know about that so i feel like I'm so adjusted to being at college now and being in America that this is just like the normal for me. I think probably if you asked me the question four years ago, even five years ago, I be like, Oh, it's so different, but it's just so normal to me now. This is home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really see it, but I guess, I guess when I did come over here, I was like, Oh, it's so different. It's more like just the accents, especially in the South. The accents are no. way more strong than when I was in Philly. That would probably have been the biggest thing, um, and I guess the food. The food's like yeah. similar but different in that sense.
0: What's <laughs> I what's, guess like
1: Telharas is just like kind of limited on options. Yeah, more than anything. But yeah, no. that would be about it. <laughs> what's
0: uh? What's the like if we were to go to Melbourne? Like what? What is like the food mm-hmm. you miss the most at home? Like that you don't get here or like.
1: Um, Is, are they similar
0: enough to where it's not a big deal?
1: It's similar, but it's. I feel like it's just like a lot more healthy at home. It's very much like farm to table, whereas I feel yeah. like in the US, it's kind of more like farm, factory, factory, factory than maybe the table.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> that would
1: be my <laughs> main thing. And I'd <laughs> say like, other than that, I'd say that I miss would just be I feel like your typical like going out for breakfast is like going to a diner yeah, in America whereas at home like after a run we'll go to like a nice like brunch cafe and you can get like these extravagant smoothie bowls that look like picture perfect or like avocado on toast with like poached eggs and then there's like all these fancy things on it I feel like that's kind of like my go-to is like
0: with Tallahassee you you have like the Madison social pancakes like with like you know like it's that's like our version of that
1: (laughs) I would say like that's as close as you'd get but also I feel like for me personally because I don't have a car in the U.S. I feel like I'm limited to being like where I can go as such you know so I feel like that kind of plays a part in like missing certain foods because I'm like oh like I really want this and it's like okay well I can't go there unless I get an Uber or something (laughs) yeah
0: that makes sense so all right Cool. So you're competing. We'll take it back serious for a minute. <laughs> you're competing at the uh, indoor world indoor championships this weekend. Three K. Um, talk to us just about the the difference between like competing for your college and competing for your country, or at the same time. Or or is it? You know, is there a big difference in it? Or at the end of the day, you're just going out and running. You know, for you know, doing the best you can. Maybe a we'll mix of mm-hmm. both.
1: I mean, to keep it simple, as you were kind of saying, running's running. Um, you know, there's yeah. a coach back home, Craig Mottram, who um, was kind of like one of my mentors for a little while. We actually went to the same high school, and he's one of Australia's best distance runners that we've ever had um, in terms of on the world stage. So he's he's retired now from the sport. But um, one of his famous quotes is, running's running. Just keep it simple, kind of grit your teeth and run harder. And I feel like that's kind of the motto that I take into – a lot of my racing is just keep it simple. You know, you can kind of overplay things so many times and you let your mind, you know, think about who's in the race, how fast it's going to go, what tactics are going to happen. But at the end of the day, like you've done the work, you know what I mean? The training is done. You know, I've already competed at NCAA championships. I feel like my preparation for that is very much the same as for the world championships, despite them being two different races. Um, So yeah I mean it's it's different obviously for me personally representing my country is you know the ultimate goal and that's in terms of you know going on to the Olympics, the World Champs, the Commonwealth Games. For me all those competitions are kind of held to the same level and you know for everything that I do in terms of all the training and everything the ultimate goal beyond college is you know representing Australia consistently on these teams and being there every single time at the best level possible so yeah re- wearing the, re- the green and gold for Australia is you know such an honor and that's kind of the ultimate goal in terms of like what we work towards every day as elite athletes is re- representing our, st- our home countries on the world stage so that I mean that's obviously a great honor doing that but at the same time it's such an honor wearing FSU and representing the school so I feel like you know they're both such a privilege and you know it's such an honor to do both of them but it's kind of two different things I feel like you're kind of guaranteed to represent FSU um you know if you're doing the right things and you know working hard but I feel like it's just that little bit harder to represent Australia on the world stage um as you know as simple as that kind of answer is I feel like that's that's kind of you know representing Australia on a professional level is the pinnacle of the sport you know that's that's the highest you can possibly go in terms of competing um and same with like in college representing your school at the NCAA championships is the highest you can go so I feel like they both s- sort of hold you know just as much kind of authority I guess
0: yeah that's awesome all right we'll wrap up here in a second tell us about your relationship with coach Bremen um uh, mm-hmm. Bob's been in Tallahassee forever does a yeah. great job but talk to us about your relationship with him
1: Brayman's awesome so I mean I I love Coach Brayman we have a great relationship together Uh, although when I first came to FSU in 2019 Coach Brayman actually wasn't my coach so Coach Brayman Mm -hmm. is the head of um, the whole FSU track team for those who kind of don't know Um, and Coach Kelly was the women's coach at the time so I was coached by Coach Kelly for my first eight months when I was at FSU and you know loved it couldn't speak more highly of coach kelly i miss her dearly you know she messaged me yesterday for my birthday and you know we still keep in contact so coach kelly was originally my coach when i first came to fsu um sadly she left to go out to california with both of her sons so a bit of a life change for her um but coach Brayman came in and took over the program and you know i've you know had it had great success since being with coach Brayman this past year and we've worked really well together um we meet on a daily basis you know we have a really great plan succinct plan you know moving forward and what we both want to achieve and what we want to achieve for the team and for the school and you know try and yeah work together towards a common goal um coach roman's obviously been around forever he's coached you know a bunch of people that have gone on to represent their country at the world stage and um you know broken you know records and you know ACC champions national champions um you know he he's done it all you know he has the credentials to be a great coach and has done that time and time again and it's excited to know him to take me under his wing and you know kind of seek out and you know get some more results for him as well so I mean it's exciting you know being here at the world championships actually when I was out at the warm-up track yesterday doing a bit of a light session I bumped into um another FSU alumni, um, who was out there, you know, racing as well in the 1500 and the men's 1500. So coach Brayman, you know, coach them, coach Adrian, who's also going to be out here this yeah. weekend, coach myself. So yeah, no, it's exciting. He gets results. He, you know, is a great person, mentor. Um, he's always there supporting me on and off the track and it's, you know, great to work with him.
0: Cool. Have you, uh, I know that, you know, some of the, like when you first got to, Florida State, obviously Villanova, Villanova doesn't even have a football program, correct? But like how have you like we do,
1: but it's like not divi- it's like division. Yeah, 1 it's like B
0: or yeah. something
1: like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what are so everybody I mean everybody enjoys football or most people enjoy football, right? Like and I'm mm-hmm. sure you've been out to some games and done some stuff. Like is there a I know that you know you run a lot and you do a lot of different things, but like is there a is there a sport or team that you really enjoy going and seeing that's not your own? At
1: Florida State. Uh, I would say I'm kind of, when I came to college, I was always a big basketball fan because I played basketball at school. So it was really exciting when I was at Villanova, they actually won the national championship. So that was really cool to be a part of um, one of my highlights of being at college um, for sure. And then coming to FSU, um, FSU also being a great basketball team. Um, that was also really exciting to, you know, go out and watch them play. I've been to a few games this season. I watched them play, I think it was the game against Duke, and it was really, really close. That was, that was fun, one yeah. of the most exciting games to watch this year, for sure. So I'm really grateful that I got to go out and watch that game. Um, yeah, so I'd say basketball is a big one. I also really enjoyed watching football this season. Um, one of my friends from back home, actually, so I've known him since like 2016, 2017, is the punter on the team. So he's Australian. We knew each other before. coming yeah, to Oh, that's cool. Back home. So that's... Like really small world that we both ended up here. Um, yeah. So it's obviously exciting going out and watching him, who I know plays. Um, and then there's also a bunch of Aussies on the tennis team. So obviously the tennis season started now. So I've got to watch a bunch of tennis games actually last weekend before I left to NCAs. Um, and there's Brins on the uh, um, on the tennis team. He's Australian, and same with Alex. So it's exciting, you know, to kind of be around and hype up the Aussies in America. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say they're yeah. kind of the three sports. I'd say basketball's a big one. And then obviously supporting the Aussies both in football and tennis is is kind of my go-to sports to watch, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. We've had Coach Hyde on several times. Um
1: oh,
0: nice. we, we've talked with some of the different um folks on the different teams and stuff. So mm-hmm. you know it's been a it's been a ton of uh a ton of fun. I'm a big tennis fan. I'm trying to convert Richie, but we went to a we went to a <laughs> match. I, I went to a couple of matches this year. I went to one last year, but no, I'm a. I like the tennis and stuff. It'd be cool. Tennis if is came.
1: fun and it's, it's great weather. It's a lot of weather. fun in
0: person. Yeah, it's it is. Perfect it's time great the weather.
1: You can go out and watch a nice yeah. tennis game. It's perfect. Um, and they're exciting. The other week they played. Um, I think it was NC State, and it was really, yeah. really close. Like yes. every game was like, it was like six five, six five. So it was like literally like, yeah. so close.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, it's always exciting to watch when you it's have cool. you know, friends out there playing.
0: And it's cool to have like all six matches going at the same time. Like you watch like the, mm-hmm. the open or something like that. I mean, it's it's exciting. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like it, but it's just mm-hmm. one match. Like when there's like You're six right. or the men and women are playing at the same time and it's literally like twelve matches going yeah. on. Like that's pretty absurd. So well, Lauren That's we, cool. Uh, I
1: didn't really think about that because then you can like watch yeah. one game and jump over to the next. Yeah, no, that is exciting. <laughs>
0: no, no, it's it's a ton of fun. So well, cool. Well, we appreciate you a ton for hanging out. Um Best of luck this weekend. We'll definitely be thank cheering you. You on this weekend. And then obviously when the indoor season rolls back around as well. But thank you so much for for hanging out and spending some time with us.
1: No worries. Thank you guys for having me on and all the best. I look forward to it.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Go
1: Bye. Go know those guys.
0: <laughs> Lauren Ryan from the FSU um, track team. She was fun. She was exciting. I love hearing – people with, like the international perspective on a lot of things. So uh, great stuff from her. We'll be back uh, probably for another pop-up this week. Richie's going to kill me with all these pop-ups, but we'll be back later this week. And then again on Sunday and we will uh, we'll talk to you guys soon, but thanks for hanging out and go Knowles.